Steve Palazzolo, our great friend from Pro Football Focus, joins us right now. Steve, we were just ranking the AFC quarterbacks that made the playoffs. Where would you put Mason Rudolph? It has to be last, right? It doesn't have to be, Steve. You can go your own way like Fleetwood Mac said. <laughs> it could. Um, I think he's probably last. Yeah. Who am How I missing close here? to not last is he, Steve? Like, if you were saying, like, is it one, two, three, four, five, six, large gap the size of the Grand Canyon, and then Mason? Like, how close is he to overtaking number six? It's, well, number six is Joe Flacco. So, the. Oh, oh boy, Pony. Here comes playoff Joe. Missing? Hopefully not. Am I missing I somebody off no, the top we, of my head? No, I've got everybody. No, me and. Oh. The, the, the two of us were much more bullish on Flacco than you were. I mean. Yeah, I mean, he still like was on the couch with the rest of us about ten weeks ago, and I think he's been awesome and aggr- like very aggressive for Cleveland, and he's created some big plays. I mean, he, he hasn't made the big plays that he made even the last two or three years as a starter. I mean, he hasn't created big plays like this since like 2012 when they actually went on the Super Bowl run. But if Flacco came out Saturday and threw four picks against the Texans, would you be surprised? Like, I wouldn't be that surprised if that happened. So. It's not a, it's not a grand canyon of difference. Could, I, I hear you on that. Couldn't you say the same thing about Josh Allen against the Steelers if the weather was right? No. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen might throw four picks, but he'll probably back it up with four touchdowns too. The turnovers are very overblown with Allen because he usually also matches it with, with big plays and greatness. So That's one of the things yeah, that Steelers fans are saying this week, Steve, like, well, the Steelers can win this game because Joe Flacco is going to shoot himself Josh in the Allen. foot. Or Josh Allen is going to shoot himself in the foot in this game. He might. I mean, but he's also there's also a chance he makes three or four plays that no other quarterback is making this week as well. I mean, the, again, the turnovers, if you just look at turnover numbers for Josh Allen and say, oh, he turns the ball over more than anyone else, he's terrible, you're completely missing the point of Josh Allen you know, because he offsets it with great plays and big plays. He's been fantastic this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that would be the, the path to victory for Pittsburgh would be running the ball the way they have been recently and absolutely getting some of those turnovers. Because, yeah, Allen's generally going to give you some opportunities to pick it off or put the ball on the turf. So you've got to take advantage of those. Steve, it doesn't sound like, to me, you think the Steelers have even like a puncher's chance realistically that you think this could be a lopsided game. Am I correctly inferring that from the way you've spoken about uh, things so far? It's not just me, but, yeah, it's a 10-point spread, right? Yes, me. that's accurate. Yeah. A majority of Steelers in... fans polled by Pony, though, think the team is going to win the game outright, Steve. They did say that. Pony's followers are as optimistic as he is, which is great. You know, it, it, it happens. I'm actually not um, optimistic at all, Steve. I think they're going to get murdered. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it's the more realistic outcome. I'll say this, though. In past years, Buffalo, they, they've been 10-point spread maybe more than any other team. I'd have to look that up, but... This year, when they've been 10-point favorites, they have not been waxing teams like they have in the past. Um, even if they win, the, in past years, they're winning like 34 nothing, and um, they haven't done that as much this year. So maybe it is a closer game. But, yeah, I, I do like Buffalo to win the game. Steve, if the weather is as windy as, as the meteorologists are making it out to be, where we're talking about steady 30-mile-per-hour winds and gusts around 50 miles per hour, uh, what do you think the game looks like at that point? Is that the best-case scenario for the Steelers? I think for underdogs, generally, conditions help you know bring the game a little bit closer, for sure. So I think it's an advantage for the underdog. Um, I will say, Josh Allen is the quarterback that can beat the wind. 
right? Remember the game against the Patriots a couple of years ago where it was 50, 60-mile-an-hour wins, and Mac Jones threw the ball three times. Josh Allen was still trying to throw the ball through the wind. It didn't always work, but it did sometimes. He does have the arm to throw the ball through the wind. I don't know if Rudolph really does. But, again, I, I love the way Pittsburgh's run the ball recently, so they have an opportunity to – uh, maybe, you know, shorten the game and, you know, win on the ground um, a lot. And, and they're coming off the Ravens game where they played a similar style. Um, so, yeah, I do think it is to the underdog's advantage when there is uh, weather conditions like that. How much more of a puncher's chance or a chance in general would you give the Steelers if they had a healthy T.J. Watt for this game? Yeah, I mean, he's huge. I mean, I, I know we battle Steelers fans all the time with our grades and him versus Miles Garrett and everything, but – T.J. Watt's That's elite. PFS He's outstanding. That's 2023 Defensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett, Steve. I wanted to point That's that right. out. Our Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, the NFL Players Association also chose Miles Garrett and Max Crosby over T.J. Watt, so it's not just us. Wait, would you, got, uh, would you guys put Crosby over Watt this year, too? I, I don't think I've ever asked you that, Steve. Do you agree uh, with yeah, that I think choice would, as well? Yeah, I think we'd probably Garrett, Garrett and Parsons, uh, Crosby and Bosa, and Watt probably fifth. Gotcha. Gosh. Don't tweet that out. Anyway, um, anyway I'm, not, though, I'm not. I'm not. I've already yeah, gotten so, in enough trouble today, so Steve. So, Watt's impact on the game, him not being there, how how significant uh, is it, Steve? It's huge because he affects protections. He affects you know the way the way teams deploy you know their running backs and tight ends as far as chipping and double teaming, um, and for whatever ways that T.J. Watt breaks our grading system by always having a ton of sacks, he does have a knack for winning cleanly, finishing the play, and then tackling the quarterback. Of course, that's called a sack. He does do that often, right? So those negative plays um, do make a huge impact. And uh, I do love the way the Steelers have loaded up. I mean, I, I like what Herbig has done and Highsmith and, you know, Golden Solid. I mean, they've done a nice job at least building depth there that maybe they didn't have a few years ago. But, yeah, T.J. Watt's obviously a, a massive difference maker and, and usually a difference maker late in the game when they need it. And so, yeah, that's a, it's a tough loss. Steve, do you feel better about the Steelers in this game with Mason Rudolph than you would if it were Kenny Pickett starting? Um, I think so, only because I don't I don't know if throw for throw Rudolph has been great. Again, I mean, he got away with a couple the other day that didn't come back to bite. But for whatever reason, the offense looks better. And for an offense that hasn't looked good for a few years, if he's the reason, it's just a couple good decisions a game and getting the ball to guy in, guys in space and not missing key throws. You know, I, I, I'd say, yeah, I feel better the way Rudolph is trending right now. But at the same time, again, if he if he had a rough one in tough conditions against a good defense, I wouldn't be surprised there either. But um, I'd say right now the way the team's played behind Rudolph, I'd say, yeah, I feel better about him than Pickett. All right, Steve, I'm going to give you a chance at possible redemption. We won't tweet out anything about Miles Garrett, PFF's <laughs> 2023 Defensive Player of the Year. I know uh, Devin Witherspoon was the Defensive Rookie of the Year. How close was Joey Porter Jr. to securing that honor? I'm not the final say on the awards, but I imagine it was close. He had a great year and uh, didn't give up a ton of catches. He had a few penalties or whatever, but, you know, graded well. And I think the future is very bright for Joey Porter Jr. Is he good enough to shut down Stephon Diggs and actually force the Bills to go elsewhere if this is a passing game and not a complete elemental mess on Sunday? May, yeah, I, I think at least, um, yeah. I, the Buffalo's been going other places lately anyway. Um, so Diggs has not been as big of a part of the offense. They've been going to Dalton Kincaid, you know, work in the middle of the field a little bit more, going to the running backs. So I don't know how much that'll matter because Buffalo's trended that way. But, yeah, I think, I think Porter can at least hang with Diggs for sure. 
Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. Thank you so much, Steve. We'll talk again next week. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck.